As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, a little under the weather, so uh, we're going to get right to it today. First off, just got back from Carnival Vista. If you want to check out anything and all things Carnival Vista related, check out cruiseradio.net slash Vista. We'll also be airing that show next week. Coming up a little later on in the show, Kaylin just returned from an eight-night repositioning cruise from San Juan, Puerto Rico to Cape Liberty, New Jersey, up in Bayonne. So she'll be on. But first, it's Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. A little under the weather, but that would not stop the show. You just got back from uh, England, where you were on Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas. How was that? Well, Doug, uh, considering... It was my second time. Uh, I was there in February uh, at the shipyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looked much different, uh, much more ready. Everything was, was together. There's still a little bit of construction going, hanging paintings. Let me tell you, the ship looked marvelous. What did you think of the Ultimate Abyss, the 10-story slide? It was, uh, it was, it was a really neat uh, experience, uh, you know, going down from the, uh, essentially it was deck 15, Then uh, there's a platform, which I guess takes you up to 16, and then uh, you drop down to deck six, which is the boardwalk. So uh, it is, without a doubt, the fastest way to get uh, from the sports deck uh, to the boardwalk, and uh, it uh, dumps you right in front of um, Johnny Rockets. Yeah, go work out on the sports deck, slide down to Johnny Rockets, get a burger and fries, and you're done. And how how, how great is that? Yeah, absolutely. There are definitely some... Some, uh, there was some nice integration of some quantum features, including the bionic bar, uh, which uh, was working. Look, passengers were having fun, and you know it was amazing, Doug. I've never seen more mouths uh, wide open with uh, astonishment uh, than I did with the Brits. Uh, most of those people had never seen Oasis or Allure, and they were just they were blown away. Very cool. And speaking of Oasis class ships, it looks like Royal Caribbean is ordering another one. They they did they ordered. Uh, one more, uh, a fifth, uh, Oasis class, and they also ordered two more Edge classes for Celebrity. So uh, they, they were just they were just feeling the love, and they, they thought it would be a good opportunity to uh, order uh, three more ships. Uh, I mean, I would think that uh, those, you know, the fifth one would probably be destined for, for China, and it gives them some breathing room in order to get the ports uh, developed out there. Uh, so they could take those ships, but uh, you know you have five Oasis class, and then you have 
uh, up to four NSC ships that uh, they'd like to build in the 210,000 ton range. And there really there aren't many places to put those kinds of ships, uh-huh. so it it could create some uh, some issues. When are we going to see the first Celebrity Edge class ship come out? Well, the first Celebrity Edge will be uh, beginning of 2018. Okay, very nice. So, uh, we're still we're still a couple of years away. Cool. Uh, moving on here, Disney Cruise Line announced some new sailings for 2017. What are we going to see? Well, we're we're seeing uh, Disney continue uh, with some of you know doing some of these uh, small seasonal uh, cruises uh, before it repositions uh, ships reposition from Alaska back to Miami. So uh, we will see uh, sailings um, out of San Diego instead of Los Angeles. Uh, Disney will be returning to Galveston, and they'll also be uh, including some sailings out of uh, New York to uh, the, the uh, Canada and New England uh, area. So, um, right. you know, we'll, we'll see that uh, for 2017. Nice. And uh, Carnival Vista, her med season is officially underway, and she's sailing and uh, heading over to the U.S., what, November? Uh, in November. And, uh, you know, so, so Doug, uh, tell us about uh, your experience on Carnival Vista. I'm going to, just because I'm not feeling too well, I'll just kind of highlight it and say that <laughs> right. it, it was a great ship. Uh, the food was awesome. The sky ride up top. It blew me away, like the views you see and how fast and like you're 150 feet above the the water. That's kind of cool too. Uh, the brewery on board was awesome. Uh, a lot of new shows. We'll talk all about it next week. But uh, yeah, I like the ship, Stuart, uh, and I can't wait till you get to sail it yourself and see what you think about it. Yeah, we're we're definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, and uh, last but not least, here uh, Holland America's new ship Koningsdam was christened last week over in Amsterdam. Uh, was it in Rotterdam? Do we know? Yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> uh, she was uh, in in Rotterdam, and uh, Queen uh, Maxima of the Netherlands uh, was is the godmother. Oh, okay. So she did her uh, royal du- duties, uh, officially blessed the ship, and named it Koningsdam. And then Doug uh, Holland America also named. Uh, their their upcoming ship. With so uh, it is going to be the new Stottendam. Ah, interesting. Because they have they have or had a Stottendam, right? They they have a Stottendam. Right. If you remember, they have uh, a uh, an Amsterdam, and then they named their newest ship, which came out in 2010, New Amsterdam. So now we'll have new Stottendam. Well, it certainly is a nice class of ship. Uh, listener question here in closing. With another Oasis-class ship coming to Florida this fall, will pricing still be at a premium? You betcha. In fact, uh, Harmony, when it comes in, uh, will be higher. Uh, keep in mind that Oasis of the Seas will be moving seasonally to Port Canaveral. So there will only be two ships. And, of course, everybody wants to be on the latest and greatest and, of course, the largest cruise ship in the world uh, as Harmony of the Seas eclipses both Allure and Oasis um, at uh, 227,000 tons versus uh, the 225,000 tons. Interesting. And uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's the bragging rights. Uh, it is a spectacular ship, uh, um, but uh, unfortunately, uh, they will continue to command those premium prices. All right. Talking to Stuart Shearer on The Cruise Guy. Find him at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Thank you, man. My pleasure. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. 
six years, nine years, 10 years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, drop me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. Like Kaylin from San Diego, her and her husband just returned from a eight-night repositioning sailing aboard Celebrity Summit from San Juan, Puerto Rico, up to Bayonne, New Jersey. They're at Cape Liberty. Kaylin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Doug. Do you ever go to SeaWorld uh, in San Diego? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Cool. All right. Not, I, I've never, not, been, never been to California. Not recently. Yeah. We have SeaWorld, the zoo, we have Legoland, we have it all. Are you fighting the blackfish thing or whatever it is? Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, my kids are adults now, so I don't go lately. Yeah. Okay. This is totally off the subject, but whatever. Uh, we're going to talk about Celebrity <laughs> Summit here. So before we get to the ship itself, give me some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to, A, sail Celebrity Summit, and B, do a repositioning cruise? I've done a lot of repositioning cruises, so we really like that where you get to go one way and see more, you know, unusual itineraries. Mm -hmm. But my husband and I hadn't been on Celebrity since 2002, and uh, we were just ready to go back and try it again. It had been so long, and it wasn't because we didn't like it. It was just we'd been doing a lot of Carnival, Holland America, you know, another line. Yeah, gotcha. Very nice. So uh, you make your way from San Diego all the way across the map to San Juan, Puerto Rico. How was uh, embarkation for you in San Juan? It was amazingly easy. Now, we got there a little too early, but once they opened the doors at 11 a.m., we were on the ship in probably 20 minutes. Oh, nice. Did you uh, did you fly in a night early in San Juan? Oh, yeah, definitely. You cannot get there the same day from San Diego unless okay. you do a red eye the night before. So... We flew in the day before and stayed at uh, a, a hotel, Holiday Inn Express, right there in the Condado area. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, we stayed at the um, that Sheraton right there next to the cruise pier. That's like so yeah. convenient. Um, nice. So uh, you make your way on to Celebrity Summit. So what were your first impressions? The first impression, well, the first impression is really great because they're standing there at the door with a tray of champagne, mimosas, mm-hmm. and orange juice. And give you a glass of your selection to every guest as they board. And they're there all day long. We pass through it later in the day because we didn't leave till 830 at night. So people were coming on up until 730. So they were there that long passing out the welcome beverage. But then once you get past them, it's kind of a little underwhelming because they don't have a really large atrium that we're Mm -hmm. used to from the the other lines that we sailed on. But it was a very 
positive first impression. I was going to say you were. I remember you are, you were on Carnival Triumph a few months ago. It must have been night and day walking on to Celebrity Summit, <laughs> <laughs> right? It was very different. Very different. Yeah. Uh, the summit was very understated. Uh-huh, right. Exactly. Uh, so you make your way to your staterooms. What kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it? We had a balcony cabin and one of the lowest levels, I think it's C2, but it was one of what they call the Suite 16. Mm-hmm. So those are the, the front cab uh, balconies on the deck and they kind of jut out a little bit because those lifeboats aren't that far forward. Mm-hmm. So it was like two or three times the, the size of other balconies in our class that were further back. So that was really nice. I thought it had great storage. One of the problems I had on my last sailing on an older ship was I didn't have enough storage. Mm-hmm. So we had tons of storage, and I thought the room, you know, people, I've seen reviews where people are complaining about the rooms looking a little shabby, mm-hmm. but I, I thought it was in great condition. You said it was a suite 16 type of, like, category stateroom. It, was it just because... Well, the category is C2, but they have a nickname of uh, on the, mil, uh, the M-class ships mm-hmm. uh, of being a suite 16. So there's eight cabins on each side. Gotcha. That's, that was my question. Why was it called that? That right. makes sense. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's uh, switch gears here and talk about the dining aboard Celebrity Summit. Now, this Millennium class of ships, they have a – it's like the Olympia restaurant. Is that what it is? Like it's a real – like um, how do you say it? It's like, a, it's like a throwback to the old ocean liner days? Well, they're changing those. Okay. They're changing them out to Tuscan Grill. They're oh. Italian steakhouse concept. So – Summit had already gone through dry dock in, and I think it was early March, so it had been switched out. We did go to the Tuscan Grill one mm-hmm. night. I have to say that we're fans of the more traditional steakhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for example, there was no lobster bisque or right. yeah. baked potatoes, you know, things like that. It was pasta. But we did go. It's rather pricey compared to, you know, Carnival's 20 Five dollars, I think, and this was forty-five dollars a person. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. How was the main dining room experience for you? And what time dining did you have? We like traditional, uh, so we had six p.m. assigned dining. Mm-hmm. What we loved is they tend they have a lot of tables for two, so we had our own table for two, but on either side of us were other tables for two. And during the eight nights, we we became great friends with the couples on either side, and it was like we were together, but we weren't. Nice. <laughs> what was your favorite uh, meal in the main dining room? I have to think my favorite thing was, and I, I don't think I've ever had a uh, cheese souffle before on any other cruise line, and this was like my 20th cruise. Wow. Uh, they had a blue cheese souffle starter that was just awesome, and I, I'm still talking about it a couple weeks later. Nice. That's uh, That sounds really good. Um, I, you know, I don't like blue <laughs> cheese raw, but I love blue cheese melted. It's really weird. Like, I love it on buffalo pizza. That's really... Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you, you would really have loved this souffle. Hmm. I'll try it in Celebrity Sailing if they, uh, if they have that on there. What about the, the... I don't know what it's called or what Celebrity calls it, but we'll call it the Lido Deck area, the buffet. Right. They call that the Ocean View Cafe. There you go. How was that? It was really good. Uh, I really liked it. We ate lunch there a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, we're more main dining room for breakfast sure. people. And, uh, but... We really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good buffet. All right. Very nice. Short and sweet. Let's move to entertainment then aboard Celebrity Summit. You were on the ship for eight nights. So how did the entertainment stack up for you guys? The best part of the entertainment for me was the music they had throughout the different venues on the ship. 
So, you know, they, they had a pianist, uh, a couple of duo that was more like a coffee house type music that they would play. And they would move the musical acts from lounge to lounge. So you could maybe, you know, see a different actor every night. So we tended to do that instead of go to the shows in the main showroom. Mm-hmm. We did see a couple of the production shows. And the one I really liked was called Sirens. It was very different. Some people didn't like it. They considered it, you know, campy or two. But I, I really liked it. Why do they think it was so or very campy? Uh, it was just very... <laughs> it, it had a story to it. It wasn't, you know, a lot of the shows are just they somehow string these songs together and they yeah. really don't. <laughs> have a story but this really had a story uh, you know about mermaids and and someone who wanted to be with a mermaid and all that so it has a real story to it and i thought it was really good a real romantic thriller sounds like i know i know <laughs> nice but it, being an older ship it didn't have all the nice uh you know the video effects and things that right. you see nowadays on some of the newer shows or the cirque shows and all that in the, uh, in the main exactly. theater. Exactly. Uh, yeah. about... I'm sure they do much better on their newer ones. Oh, yeah, they do. Totally. Let's talk about the sea days on the ship. How did the ship behave at sea as far as passenger flow, both inside and outside of the ship? I thought the flow was really good. We had three sea days, and uh, I thought the flow was really good. We never had a problem finding a lounger. Yeah, maybe you might not get one right by the pool, but there were always loungers that were open. They also have a really nice solarium. So if you wanted to be indoors in a more peaceful environment, you could go in the solarium, which they totally refurbished during that dry dock I mentioned. So it had all new furniture. Um, also, they have a breakfast and lunch menu, kind of like a bar or low-calorie menu, if you will, mm-hmm. in the solarium area. Okay, cool. Did you uh, go to this spa or do any treatments or anything while you were on there? No, I did not. We were just, you know, I have a kind of a busy job. So I was relaxing with my Kindle and, and also we had the beverage package for the first time ever that we've had that because it was a kind of a a giveaway when we booked our cruise and uh, we were enjoying lots of cocktails. Let me ask you then, since you uh, had the beverage package, if you had to pay for it next time and it wasn't included in your cruise fare, would you uh, buy it again? Probably not because I don't think we ever really hit what it would cost per day. Mm-hmm. But it was really nice that, it, you know, you didn't even think twice if they came by when you're laying in the sun enjoying your lounger and they came by with a tray of mudslides. You're just like, oh, sure, give me a mudslide and you right. just hand them your car. So it was nice in that sense. And, or if you wanted to bottle of water, just go into any bar and they just hand you a bottle of water. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. We enjoyed that. Uh, but when we added it all up, we really didn't hit the daily amount that. So it would be better to buy it separately if it wasn't included. Right. Now, this was an eight-night repositioning sailing, meaning the ship was leaving San Juan, Puerto Rico, and repositioning uh, up to New Jersey at uh, Cape Liberty in Bayonne, New Jersey. So what ports did you hit along the way up to New Jersey? We went to St. Thomas, St. Martin, and two days in Bermuda. Oh, nice. And which one was your favorite? Well, that's really hard. I I would say probably... St. Martin. I really love Orient Beach. Mm-hmm. So we went over there to the French side and uh, spent the day at Contiki Club and uh, had a great time. Cool. Yeah, you spent two days in Bermuda. What did you do there? Well, Bermuda, it was, you know, it's a little early in the season for Bermuda. Mm-hmm. So that's the downside of the repositioning. So it was a little cool and, and rainy. 
So the first day we had originally planned to go to, I think it's called Horseshoe Bay, mm-hmm. but it was it was raining off and on. So we went to the caverns they have there. Cool. You like it? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, the Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico is far better, but mm-hmm. it was really interesting, something I've never done in a port stop before. And it was fun also just navigating the transportation system. So we took the ferry uh, mm-hmm. over to Hamilton, and then from Hamilton we walked to the bus terminal and then took the bus out to where the caves were at. So huh. it, it, it was really took us a full day to do all that, see both caves. They have separate emissions to the two caves there. Sounds like a little strategy and they get involved. back to the ship. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Second day, we just enjoyed the ship. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Everyone's off the ship. You stay on it. Yeah, it was really nice. Nice. So you make your way back to New Jersey and a disembarkation. I've never heard bad things about disembarkation out of Cape Liberty, New Jersey. So I'm curious to see, how was disembarkation for you? I thought it was really easy. Uh, I was surprised when we went to get off the ship when they called our number that no, it was just so orderly mm-hmm. and, and it didn't seem like there was really a line. It went much quicker. Once we got in the terminal, our luggage was right there. Uh, and then I think we probably had about, I don't know, 10 minute wait going, you know, uh, Disneyland style line to get to the immigration agent. See, that's that's awesome. It's like, you know, everything else is bad in New Jersey, the traffic, the airport system, but <laughs> you, they got disembarkation down. It's a start, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was really good. And the only thing, you know, we have global entry, but mm-hmm. they did not have a global entry line. Ah, like gotcha. Uh, baby steps, right? I know, I know. <laughs> I think Fort Lauderdale is the only port that has yeah, that. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so any first-time tips you have for people who may be considering sailing Celebrity Summit? I would say to ask for a discount when you book specialty dining. We did get a discount of 20%, so it doesn't hurt to ask. And they will often discount based on the, you know, how many people they have booked. Mm-hmm. Was that when you were on the ship or before the ship? On the ship. Okay, gotcha. No, I don't think there's much. Once in a while, they might send out emails with a discount if you pre-book. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's very easy to get a discount once you're on the ship if you want to book any of the specialty dining. Gotcha. I, I, I don't know if I have any other tips. Okay. Well, looking back uh, on this whole eight-night repositioning cruise, what was the biggest highlight for you? I think the biggest highlight was just uh, the beach days. We love the beach and we went to Koki Beach to St. Thomas, which I did not tell you, mm-hmm. uh, in Orient Beach. And, and so those were highlights for us, although we enjoyed the entire time. It was very relaxing. And uh, I came back uh, last week and had a good turnaround to go on a business trip. It was nice to have that break from work. Yeah, I bet it was. Uh, final question here, Kaylin. What are your final thoughts of Celebrity Summit? I would tell people, you know, some people are worried about it because I think she's a 15-year-old ship. Mm-hmm. It is still a very beautiful ship. They take very good care of it. And we actually liked it so much, we booked another cruise for her on a Southern Caribbean itinerary. Where are you going to this time? We're going to go to, it has five stops. And there's only one sea day on their Southern Caribbean itinerary. And we're really excited because there's a couple of new islands we haven't been to, including St. Croix, That's Grenada, cool. Dominica. I think it also goes to St. Martin again. And and um, one other island, I think maybe Barbados. Nice. What are you doing that one? Uh, we're going to do that for Thanksgiving ah. next, next year, 2017. So it'll be great. And to avoid all the I don't have to cook mm-hmm. discussion <laughs> yes. and be spending the week in some uh, beautiful Caribbean islands. I, I've done two Thanksgiving sailings before, and I 
would do it again in a heartbeat if I didn't have family hounding me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love to do, do it. Now that our kids are grown, they're mostly out of state, so this is just a nice thing to do. Cool. We've been talking with Kaylin. She just returned from a eight-night sailing aboard Celebrity Summit. It was a repositioning cruise from San Juan to New Jersey to Bayonne up there at Cape Liberty. Kaylin, thanks so much for being on the show and sharing your review with us this evening. Thanks, Doug. I really liked it. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.